okay with Laura Bur Burton. Uh, Picking Out is the short film. Uh, it's five minutes long and it's it's simple in its concept, but it's deep and very complicated in its uh in its message and its thematic. Where this person's moving, she goes into her into her storage locker or her moving van or moving uh, truck, and basically she's digging out her past. I guess digging out her memories as possessions lead to memories and memories lead to trauma and trauma leads to confusion and you know it's a it's a pretty intense film uh I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is a personal film for you very personal film for you yes inspired by two different things i'm sure um people listening men or women but a lot of women have gone through abusive relationships and i have in the past in a past relationship heard every single one of the things that's said in the film. Um, and I've, you know, a couple friends have seen it and also been like, whoa, those are the, those are definitely things that have happened to me or dealing with narcissists or toxic relationships. Um, so yeah, those voices like never, never go away. They always stay in your head and it's really hard to combat them if you, you know, something happens that triggers a memory like that. So I thought this was a really good way for me to process it and and um let other people know that it's it is possible to get out of them so it's kind so of my interpretation of this film is that and like i'm not going to get too personal but i can i relate to this film and in a sense we're like it's like the mem the, the possessions are the like it's almost like the i should just get a like a big lighter and just blow up the whole truck and basically and say, okay, I don't need these possessions anymore because this is my past and let's start over again. Yeah, yeah. There's the part of that. A part of that is her, well, the character, it's basically finding the part of yourself that you've left behind because of all the, you know, shit that's around you. Yeah, and, so don't, uh, don't like get rid of all your stuff. Yeah. Do you need it? No, you, you're all you need. Yeah. You are literally all you need and you're worth it. Just that little shred of yourself inside. And it's almost like in the way you set up this this uh, film and the way the truck and the boxes, it's like it's like it never ends. Like it's like a never ending truck of possessions and and crap. I guess not not to be down on her her stuff. I guess right. Yes. No. That's absolutely right. <laughs> and part of it was one day I was in my garage and I'm like, what are we doing with this? Why is my garage full? What what is this crap in here? Sounds like the visual image, yeah. but also. My mother-in-law was um, happily married, loved her husband. She was a widow and she like her life stopped when, when he died basically. And she never moved beyond it. And she was surrounded with stuff, very organized stuff, but her house was literally boxes of well-organized stuff that she had to wind her way through. And, uh, you know, part of me was like, man, she is literally surrounded by her stuff. Like, what is this stuff doing for her? She never goes through the boxes. I mean, she went through them and organized them, but she's trapped in this old life, just yeah. trapped, never to be, you know, never to come out of it again. Now, you know, it just makes me realize like how, you know, we're so mired in the just having of the stuff and getting of the stuff and all the stuff. Yeah. Like you said, do we need it? I don't think we do. Well, there is a, there is a, a commonality of somebody who's, who's had, a traumatic childhood or traumatic experiences they they cling on to their possessions like they become hoarders or they become like yeah it's like it's their it's their kind of superficial love for them right like they they have they they have something that they can 
they can they they feel that they have possess well literally possession they own I guess in a sense yeah they're stuck it's things become um, they have emotional attachments to things yeah pieces of furniture that you live with your whole life you have an attachment to that furniture because you grew up with it and it makes you feel good about your or not I don't know or you don't want it, you don't you rather be attached to, to a piece of furniture than a human being right so yeah it's easier. No yeah. strings. <laughs> it's a lot easier. You don't have toxic personality, you know, dealing with the piece of furniture. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I, 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 there's a very common, I remember just people that who are just like complete, I remember this relationship and a complete hoarder and just like, just would never, could not deal with their past, could not deal with it. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Well, I think a lot of people could relate to this, especially now, given the past few years of, you know, being stuck in your house for however long, you know, months, years, and then just, you know, getting on Amazon and buying stuff and filling your house with stuff during this really traumatic time. Yeah. All right. So tell me about oh, the, I, do you remember when you first like come kind of wrote the script when you're in, when you're writing it, did you always know that you're going to direct it as well? Um. Yes, I did. Actually, I wrote it. I want to say. 2019 something like that and knew that I would I just did it in one shot I knew that I would be the one directing it I just didn't know how that would manifest originally it was not set in a container but um yeah it ended up moving into the container because that just was a much better metaphor for the actual stuff in somebody's garage because it's you know it's 40 feet long and it's filled with stuff do we need it no yeah and what a long, whole, you know, huge space to be trapped in, to be trapped in your memories. So great yeah. art direction, by the way. How did you do that? Like, uh, I'm sort of, I'm assuming you went to a moving place and. No, that's <laughs> all my mother-in-law's stuff. That's oh, really? Yes. <laughs> it is yep. well organized. That's her, that's she yes. packed those boxes. Oh my God. And there were some that were add-ons that were, I, somebody was getting rid of, you know, a whole bunch of. They just moved and trying to offload piles of boxes. So we added some, but I would say 90% of the things in there are just from my mother-in-law. And you just bought it, you rented a truck and just put it in the truck? No, the truck is on my husband's business's property. Gotcha. Uh, and he uh, he runs a small craft brewery, which is currently where I am right now. And um, it's, it's a container that's on the property. I was like, this is a perfect location for this. I can just, you know. Not have to put anybody out. No one's out here. It's a great spot. What's the What's the brewery? What's the name of the brewery? Uh, it's called Live Oak Brewing Company. We are uh, we do European style beers. Um, we love lagers. We have a an award, uh, you know, like a world renowned Hefeweizen. You guys, you guys, does it come to Canada? Does your beer come to Canada? No, it doesn't. We are pretty much locally here in Texas. Um, uh, we do have plans at some point for world domination, but currently we are just in a few states other than Texas. Well, it seems like all the European companies, all these European companies just buying up all the American breweries. So there's also that option as well, right? <laughs> yeah, they can call me. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a call. That's what they did. They rolled up. They bought all the American uh, beer companies, the European yeah. market, right? So. Yeah. Well, if anyone comes out here for South by or uh, Austin Film Festival or Austin Revolution, whatever yeah. the film festivals down here, we're basically located across from the um, airport. That's amazing. So, 
So yeah, we're here. Come by. Come to our tap. Bye. All right. I will. I don't. I don't drink anymore, but I, I would. I, I could still champion the beer. So. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So tell me about okay. So tell me about the 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 lead actor. Where did you find her? N Natasha, right? Natasha. Natasha. So she and I are longtime creative partners. She is also a writer director. We've known each other. I don't know, ten years, something like that. And um, apparently, we had the same agent. Um, back when I was acting and didn't really ever intersect. And uh, until a friend was like, y'all need to meet. So we met, hit it off. And I ended up um, co-writing a script that she directed. And that was really good. That went well um, on the film festival circuit. And then I produced a few of her shorts. And we just work really well together. She's a great person, great human, and really... Um, wonderful creative mm. with great ideas so i thought she was perfect for this role not an easy role because she's kind of acting with boxes yeah no words no words yeah. she's just so it's all in her head but then obviously she's showing the audience what she's feeling inside yes i i think she did a really good job nice nice uh, nice shooting too nice directorial style because it's like we're we're from the point of view of the boxes literally so i'm assuming you had to remove some boxes to get your tripod to get those shots in oh yeah um my dp had to be monkey-esque in her creativity she was all over it she was great um kelly riot and um really excited about the prospect of filming this i love how she shot it and how it looks and uh, very excited about going in and, you know, looking outwards and hiding the camera behind the boxes and looking through keyholes and things like that. It was uh, a lot of fun, I think, for her to shoot. Yeah, yeah my team is great. I love my team. I, I'm no, lucky. It's, it's a really nice, <laughs> like, nicely done film. It's like in, on, on all levels. It's like you're... Thank you. you. You tell your story and you're not, you're not overly, like I said, you're not trying to be overly complicated. You're just telling the emotions of this particular character. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it gets lost a lot. And well, short films, I think, are hard because a lot of times you get situations and they don't have a beginning, a middle and an end. And I I think you should have a beginning, a middle and end, no matter yeah. the story. Uh, the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> so um, but I also yeah, like you said, I didn't it didn't need to be any more complicated, didn't need to be anything more than what it was. I, I think it's very short and sweet and I I'm very proud of it. So what did you think we sent the audience to you? What did you think about what the, our audience had to say about your film? I was actually, I did not know um, what to expect from that. And I have to say, I was really surprised how much people resonated with it and how much they liked it. Like they, they got it. Like, I think a lot of people watch it and they don't, they either get it or they don't. They've either been in a relationship that's like this or they haven't. So um I was really, and I was really touched by a lot of the feedback just because of that. Because um, it's a personal film. And so when you put out your emotions, you know, onto the screen like that and having people talk about it, it's it's nice when you know that you touched another person. So that's what I feel about that. Well, I, thought exactly. it was I love the feedback, loved it. I shared it with my team. It's like, y'all, you should, you know, you should listen to it. It's nice. No, they, it's like I said. It's it's a you know it's like it, there's a, there's a, there's a universal thematic like uh, story here. So, tell me what, what is your background directing? Like, what, have you directed many shorts in the past? Or 
No. Um, I did one which shall not see a lot of day was learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this is really the first one of, that I've ever put out on um, in the world. I uh, have hopes to do more because I really enjoy it and I love working with actors, but I, I have a background as a performer. So um, I started off as an opera singer. I did that for a long time. And then in Austin, in order to work, you have to be in film. So I was like, okay, I'm up to a challenge. I go from the absolute biggest thing you can possibly do to the smallest thing. And then I my actually, I went on, on an audition that my daughter ended up getting that I did not get and I which was great and I saw the producer and the director talking about things and making choices and I was like that is totally what I want to do I have a lot to say I definitely want to do this so I ended up going in that vein and um yeah no it's the right it's it feels right for me to be in the director's chair what did you learn what was the biggest thing you learned from the the film that nobody will watch um to if I'm not comfortable with something, I need to actually stick to my guns and be very clear with my vision. And I had come on to that actually later and did not hire the whole team. So I need that. It was basically like, I just need my own team. I need to be in charge of that if I'm going at it from this direction. So you, so, you get the trust and I guess the trust in your collaborators then. Yes. Yeah, that's a really that's actually what it comes down to trusting the collaborators because I I really didn't know them, which normally would be fine. I guess if you're going in, it would probably be a lot more, a lot different for me doing it now, having had that experience. But yeah, trusting your collaborators and being very clear with my vision with them, I probably should have been a lot clearer in my vision. Yeah. Well, generally for the charts <laughs> like this, your DP is your most important collaborator, uh, minus your 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 actors, but. Did you, did you, where did you find the, the, your GP for this particular project? Actually, she was connected through Natasha. Okay. And uh, they had worked together on something else. And she's like, you should meet her. I think she'd be a great fit for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was right. Yeah, no, Kelly's great. Um, and she read the script and she was like, oh my God, yes, I do want to do this. And I have all these ideas. And I had talked to a couple different people and everyone had radically different ideas about how which was surprising to me but how they would approach it and kelly's was the truest to my vision like she could totally just take what i was thinking in my head and put it on the camera and so and what did you learn from this experience that you're going to take to your next film that i love my editor and she's the best <laughs> and that i'm going to have an editor from the very beginning um to steer me on the path to success yeah no um basically just have it have the post-production set up ahead of time i mean COVID happened in the middle of this so it wasn't that was not a possibility but um yeah no and who did yeah. your who did your sound design basically my editor i had um we had a guy he's actually a dp but he came on at the last second to just do um on the ground sounds for us yeah and uh that's pretty the found sounds i guess you could call it um and so he did those things but basically everything is my editor and so yeah so then th that's what you're learning like so you you're seeing the, the from development to distribution you're seeing the all the the beginning middle and end of that process the filmmaking process and making sure that you got everything yeah. covered to the beginning to the end i guess right 
Yeah, and I'm not as familiar with the post-production and film, you know, distro side. I've always yeah. been from the performing end and the production end. So the, I, I know a lot more about that than post. So that was probably the best thing for me to get into that. Yeah, then when you're, because you, you yeah. you're you shooting, you can get as much coverage as you can, because sometimes you, you, you're going to change your film and editing. That's, that's yeah. part of the process as well. Yeah, and I, I mean, always editors, they are, you know, they can take what you've botched and make magic. Like it's, I, I wish that I were an editor. I wish I could do that. I can stand over their shoulders and go, wow, you just did something great with something. I didn't think there was, <laughs> there was anything there. So yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah. Appreciation for my team for sure. I like great teams. Great team. And sending have- this out to festivals. Uh, we, we correspond a little bit. Well, I, yes. I took the rings and corresponded with you a little bit. Yeah. The festival of programmers. But you're like, so you, this is another, you're saying, and you're, I'm, hopefully I'm able to say this, but you're saying that you're, you're learning, it's a learning process, the distribution yeah. for you, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really need to learn more about it. So this is my first, um, first time with this, you know, film festival thing and, you know, possibly distributing film afterwards or, you know, whatever the next steps are with that. Yeah. No, new thing, learning curve. But every, I mean, every single film is a learning curve. Everything is different. Every production I work on is different. There, you, you never stop learning or doing something better. It's always about a creative sol- uh, problem solving. Hundred percent. Do you know? So you know your next where your next film is going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be this musical western. That's what I'm really hoping it's going to be. We'll see. It's, uh, oh, wow. it's in my head. I know <laughs> it's a short film. <laughs> no, taking, like taking two genres that need that 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 need to be seen again, right? Like the from the you're going back in the 50s and 60s, right? Yeah, genres were musicals and westerns. Yep, and this is you know blending them, and it's definitely uh, in the vein of the old western, for sure. You know, a standoff of sorts. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, and yeah, just keep creating. And said this is this is your technically your first film. It's a fantastic job because it's like very you let you let your performer tell the story, and you didn't you didn't get in the way with your directing style and it's like really nicely, it's a really nicely put together film. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's yeah, talk again when you make this film. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.